Welcome into Season 3, Episode 25 of the 126 Podcast. This is the 2022 Trackapalooza. <laughs> like I said, it's the Trackapalooza. Very excited. There's a lot of Paloozas you can have, so have one about track. But this nice. is our first Palooza. It is. It's our first Palooza. Um, always, I'm Addison McKelvin. First. Coach Weaver, Coach L, how's it going? It's going good. We just messed that up. Well, no, we, that's what? just not our normal intro. That's because you yeah, talked what? over me. I'm Why sorry. Why you get stay in your lane? Well, my track. bad. See, that was a track reference. That was pretty good. Thanks. Yeah. Uh, boo. We don't have a boo soundbiter. I would do it. You used to. We, we need one. We oh, had it have, on the computer, yeah. You have the applause. Yeah. That one. Trackapalooza. You know, people might want to know why we're having a Trackapalooza today. Mm-hmm. It's because we are in between day one and day two of the District 13 5A track meet. So it's over at Mesquite this year. Um, the area track meet will also be at Mesquite for those competitors who are fortunate enough to advance to it. You got to be in the top four. And um, we had JV, we had some varsity field events. We had uh, prelim- preliminaries yesterday. Uh, the varsity finals, though, are tomorrow, Wednesday, pending weather. And um, so we're looking forward to that because we've got some great. Young men and young women in our track program at Forney High and at North Forney. We actually have a couple joining us today mm-hmm. for the track of Palooza. For the track of Palooza. But before we get to that, so you guys ever go to a, a game at the end of a season and it's senior night? Y'all have all been to a senior night, right? Everybody does a senior night. They're shaking their heads. Oh, which, sorry. Yes. Thank yes. you. Yeah, there you go. It is a podcast. <laughs> Uh, senior, something always struck, has struck me about senior nights. I've started listening for this lately because I sense the trend, but a lot of times they'll, um, the, the senior athletes will give like a little list of mom and dad and people they want to thank. And, and often they put in favorite memory. Y'all, have y'all heard that? Yes, sir. Your favorite memory from the season. And very commonly, it seems to me, because I hear a lot of these, <laughs> we, we go to these in almost every sport. Um, very commonly, it's either bus rides or tournaments. Mm-hmm. Very, very common to be either be bus rides or tournaments. Now, every now and then you'll have a team that, you know, whatever, went farther than they've ever been in the playoffs or went to state or whatever. And that's a that's one of those moments that's, it's hard probably to pass over if you're a senior. But even if a team has a really good season, I hear that a lot. Bus rides and tournaments. Why do you think that is? Well, I mean, why don't we ask the seniors? Okay. Let's do it. We have Riley Tipton and Jaquel Watson with us. Why do you think bus rides or tournaments are kind of the most common favorite memory? Well, for me, oh, I'm Riley, guys, if y'all are wondering. <laughs> so for me, like bus rides, like bring us all together and stuff. And it's just a way for us to just like, not only like get to know each other, but like become a family. Cause it's like, we've been stuck with each other all year. And it's like bus rides to just make it even more special. Just like you get that extra level of connection that like no other people can get. Good answer. 
Um, I'm Jaquel, and my thing on tournaments, I feel like, is because everybody has to stay in the same place at the same time with their friends, and you just sit there and bond and just talk and have fun while you're just waiting for your team to play. So I feel like it's just like everyone just has downtime to just get to know each other and just talk around. It's as because expected. it's a family vacation. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's it what. is. It's kind of is. It's a road, road trip. Right. And as expected, they hit the nail on the head. Um, you're talking about team time. Not necessarily a team win or a team victory, although we know those things are important in athletics. Yes. Um, but team time and really teammate time, bonding, you mentioned, uh, yeah. downtime, mm-hmm. getting to um, create the family, mm-hmm. like Addison said. And I, this is what I want to point out. We're having a track episode today, and that's like the ultimate time for, for, for that kind of time, team time. A track meet is perfect for it. You know, you get a little bit of that in a team sport, in a tournament. You get it on the bus ride, you know, if you're, when you're going to one place or the other. Track meets are all day. And you may have one or two or even up to five events, I guess, you could potentially participate in. But there's a lot of time in between with your teammates and with coaches. It's the same with coaches. A lot of coach time there. We've got eight track coaches at each school, so everybody kind of participates and helps one another with their areas of expertise. And track is unique because there is so much downtime and so much team time and friend time that uh, it always seems like a lot of great stories come out of track meets. It's because track meets are fun. That's one of the things that, for me as as a former track coach, it was always a lot of fun because we just had a chance to get to know everybody. for the kids to interact, you know, and have a good time and eat together and hang out together and, and help each other prepare for their events, cheer for each other at their events. Same with coaches. It's really the same with the coaching staff. It's kind of a big family event. Very good. Yeah. Good weave. Thanks. Let's move on. Okay. Well, all right. So today, in honor of this, Trackapalooza, the subject spotlight is going to be jets. Mm. Airlines, that is. Oh, okay. Okay. What is your favorite airline to fly, and what snack <laughs> do they have on there that you like to eat? <laughs> I yeah. thought it would come had, You, know, you knew to go some to food was going to yeah. yeah. come in there somewhere. Favorite airline? Yeah. Yep. Go first, Coach Weaver. American. American. Yep. If there was a Texan, that's who we'd pick. Yeah, 100%. I don't know how you don't pick Southwest Airlines since nah. they started right here in Texas. Nah, because it's like flying on a hey, Greyhound bus with the wings. Now. I'm sorry. Watch yourself. Yeah. You know I used to fly Southwest all over the place, but once we flew American a couple of times, there's just no going back. I had a really bad experience leg room, with American. Le- leg room problem with Southwest. Yeah. I, that's I, why you got to get the, you got to be the person manning the exit door. Yes. So you got nobody in front of you. You got that extra wide. And I like sitting on, I like to have a window seat because yeah. I like to look out the window. Like we fly to, we, mm-hmm. if we fly to Florida, I will look out the window almost the whole way there if I can see through the cloud cover. Just like that. But from a leg room standpoint, that's not a very good seat. Yeah. The aisle's better. Mm-hmm. But American gives me a little more leg room. I, I prefer it. Snacks? Hey, they have what, pretzels? They have those Biscoff coffee that's, oh, a, that's the, american the, that's not southwest, yeah, that's southwest saying, gives that's you some american. peanuts yeah no they get pretzels now because people well, are and they also peanuts. give a snack oh yeah they can't do peanuts anymore they give a snack they base. give you those little waffle things 
know what I'm talking about? Yes. Yeah, that's what American does. I heard a story. This will help with your legroom problem. I don't know if it ever ended up happening, but Spirit Airlines was looking into, not in the U.S. because our regulations are a little stricter, but in like Central and South America, they were looking at doing like standing room tickets mm. where you could literally stand like you're on a bus and hold the oh. the rail yeah. like on a flight. And I was like, I don't hey, know about that. It's Maybe. This, Short flight for sure. Yeah. I was thinking like it might be a safety issue, but I mean, if it crashes, I don't <laughs> think sitting's going to help you well, that much. They they would lead you to believe it would with yeah. the, with the seat belt and the under the seat flotation device and yeah. the oxygen mask, which I assume you're not going to get any of those if you're standing. Yeah, probably not. Maybe the maybe Hold the your <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> you're right. Yeah, but anyway, what's yours? Um. That's a good question. I don't know if I've flown enough to know this. Addison is stumped. Yeah. I'll go Southwest because it's Texas. Yeah. Southwest keep keep the money local. Southwest is my favorite. Yeah. It's just more flexible. If I need to cancel, I get a flight voucher. I can go use it another time. I like the color of their planes. And I get to text for free. I go right on their Wi-Fi and text for free. I don't have to pay for it like everywhere else. Well, let's ask our guests. Yeah. Um, to be honest, I've only like flown like four or five times and airplanes scare me. So, well, I mean, but I like the American Biscoff cookies. There you yeah, go. There you Those go. things That's are kind of killer. Those are kind of killer. Okay. I've actually never flown before, okay. but from what I'm hearing, I feel like Southwest might take it for me. Okay. Okay. There you go. Smart man. Well, I, I'm really trying to connect this back to track. I think, is this the jet thing? Jets, is that where we're yeah. coming from? Yeah. Got some jets. This is fast. Got some jets. Come yeah. on, fast. Okay. All right. Yeah. You, said, you said in honor of the track of Palooza. We're talking jets. Okay. I'm, I see. I can connect those dots. Yeah. You know. It's the, the distance between the ozone and our subject is starting to get wider. <laughs> A little bit. It's starting to not be as, as on the nose. Well, but, uh, so back to track. Yeah, back to track. Um. Our two esteemed guests today uh, are competitors in the 135A district track meet. And um, so why don't we find out directly from them mm -hmm. what events they compete in, and uh, then we'll take our track conversation from there. Riley, yeah. what, what do you compete? Tell us what you compete in. So I complete, oh, I compete in long and triple jump in the 4x2, 4x4, and 100 hurdles. Okay. Full slate? Yes. I think you should out. do some more. I don't think you're doing enough. Yeah, I don't think so either. They try to put me in, but yeah. I was just like, you know, I'm good with five. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> five is the max. Five is the max? <laughs> yes. Three, Why is that? So somebody so, who's yeah, super can't, athletic can't just dominate? You really can't. You'd, you'd wear somebody down. Oh, We're okay. going to have our, our track expert come in in just a few minutes. Mm -hmm. We have an NCAA master starter track expert in the mm -hmm. room that's going to join us. But his greatest accomplishment was coaching me in seventh grade football. Well, I, may, is that on your resume? No. It's oh man. Well, great team. Had a, worth a shot. Uh, so Jim yes, Hale. five is the max events you can have. You can have three running events in two fields, or potentially the the reverse: three field mm -hmm. events and two running events. You can have five fields. Okay, so you can do Track all expert. five fields. You just can't do right. Yeah. and it's because you know, you would potentially risk injury, I think, mm. if you tried to put people in too many running events. Okay. Ja'Kale, what about you? 
I compete in long jump, triple jump, and I'm in all three relays, the 4x1, 4x2, and 4x4. There mm. we go. Three Love the relay man. Love the relays. Yeah. We've had some really good ones over the years mm -hmm. in, in our school district. Tommy can probably remember some of those, too. Tommy Mankins is our resident expert yeah. that we'll be bringing in in just a moment. So tell us about um, you guys. First off, also, what other sports you participate in? Is it just track? Um, I used to play soccer, but I know you're a trainer. Straight. I see you. I am. Yeah. I'm an athletic trainer for football and boys basketball. Okay, yeah. So you're a busy young lady. Uh, I don't play any other sports, but I'm in band and also sports medicine as well. Okay. okay. So we're talking about what instrument? Percussion. Okay. There we a go. Full, the, I mean, these student athletes, <laughs> that is a full, very, very full plate mm -hmm. for seniors that are involved in. Because I think you, you could almost say any of those three could, could almost be like a full-time gig, right? Yeah. Yes. So, and you're doing two or three of them at one time. Overachievers. Overachievers. <laughs> what can we say? We're just that good. You know, just I just wonder it. what advice would you give to someone younger coming in who may be a little bit overwhelmed with trying to be a, you know, multi-activity um, person? What would you tell them? I would say to trust the process. Yeah, just you'll see it through. Like, it's it'll be a lot at some moments, but sometimes it'll just space itself out and you'll be all right. Yeah, I also say just like trust your coaches too. Like sometimes it doesn't feel like you like know what they're talking about and they're just talking nonsense. But like <laughs> at the end of the day, they have experience and like just trust your team and all the hard work you put in and you know it'll pay off at the end of the day. There we go. That's Can we just leave and just let them talk this whole time? They got pretty it. good, isn't it? Yeah, they got it. Yeah, yeah I agree. Good. So what is it? Y'all have played other sports, um, even if you're not now. What is it about track that you that you really like the most? For me, it's like the bonding and family. Like in every other sport, you don't get that personal connection. You just get like every now and then you see them and then you go on without your life. But like with track, you're like stuck with them at a track meet for like 15 hours on <laughs> yeah. end. And I'm like, you don't get that anywhere else. Yeah. Yeah, I would agree. Like it's all the bonds that you create at every track meet. And it's also, for me, it's also just increasing on all your abilities and just getting better every time you can. I did hear something very interesting that I hadn't thought of before that somebody said track was the best sport to coach. And I was like, why? And they said, cause there's no arguing with parents. It, you, no parent says my kid should be starting over them. It's because you're like finite. Yeah. Your kid's slower than them. That's I'm sorry. So like it's yeah. just, they, we raced, he lost. The numbers will Not tell. Doing it, right? and, <laughs> yeah. Or he didn't throw it as far. Yeah. And so it just kind of removes that element. Because I know that's something, you know, most co most parents are fine and, you know, very helpful. Part of a good, you know, that triangle that we talk about. But I know every coach, if you coach long enough, you deal with a parent that says, my yeah. kid should be playing more than they are. Yeah. But in track, there's not much to be said. No. It's kind of cool. Yeah. That's an interesting point. Mm -hmm. I, track is track is fun on a lot of uh, fronts, I think. And... Uh, I, we were, Coach O and I were watching part of the 13-5A track meet over there at Hanby in Mesquite. By the way, if you want to come out and see uh, finals, hopefully they'll take place tomorrow uh, on Wednesday at Hanby, at, which is on the campus of Mesquite High School. But uh, I noticed Riley was in between, I don't know if you're in between jumps or in between events, there's some sort of really fast speed uh, cheerleading 
activity oh going. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> I could not tell what was going on over there, but it was interesting. I was entertained. I thought she was just trying to stay loose or something. I didn't know. <laughs> you know, I wish it was that way, but no. I was just so bored because <laughs> I just made finals for triple jump, and then it's just like my personality. I'm just like, go, 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 go. So I was just like... I just started cheering. That was interesting, yeah. I mean, obviously, you've had some experience at cheering, but it was in fast forward, it looked like. Track, everything's got to be fast. Yeah. I said, Coach Cook, can you tell me what your your athlete is doing over here? And she just, she looked over and just shook her head. I guess yeah, no was, one's surprised by it, to say the least. Not at all. Not at all. See, there are those moments at track meets. There's a lot of them. I, I got that in the one track meet that I participated in. What? <laughs> I, I ran the 400. Yeah. Um, I got sixth. It's a ribbon. And somebody was like, good job. You didn't get last. I was like, nope. There were six people running. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, yes, I did. <laughs> Interesting. Yep. Only one I ever ran in. That's all right. It's okay. Well, Coach Sandy Cook was invited to be at this because she's kind of the resident expert on um, meet records we've mm-hmm. we've had some outstanding track teams over the years and lots and lots of kids uh have gone down to austin from both of our schools to the to the state track meet um and these are just this is just forney high yeah oh, okay. okay um unfortunately coach velasquez also is unable to be here for today um so maybe at next year's track of palooza mm-hmm. we can we can pool all of our records together um but I thought it would be interesting to look at a couple of these. I, re- I remember either seeing or in some way coaching many of the kids on this list. Um, but let's see. Who, what, uh, you're in three relays. Yes. And um, what's, what's the best, what would you say is Forney High Boys best relay overall? What, which, one are you, which one are you most looking forward to? The one I'm most looking forward to, I would say the four by one, but I feel like our strongest one would probably be our four by two. Okay. Yes. Okay. Why why are you most looking forward to the four by one over the four by two then? Because the four by one is a lot more competitive and like from the other schools we talk a lot back and forth and we gotcha. you know, we've had some moments like where it was a close run and we had somebody do like a little petty look back at somebody whenever they were in front of them and it was very funny. But and then we competed against them again and they beat us. So it's like I love the four oh one because of how much how the competitive is and yeah. how competitive it is. Cause yeah. Did you ha- did you anticipate trash talking in track that that was gonna Yeah, there's too much downtime to not get yeah, into it. That's the best part <laughs> of it. Eventually yes, like yeah. you can't if you're sitting around against people you're competing against for long enough, you'll end up saying something. Yeah, see, I didn't think about it from I, that. I just feel like I wouldn't talk trash, but, like, if I was a sprinter, like, getting in the blocks, like, you know how they, they do all their, their body <laughs> motions, and I would just, like, eyeball somebody as I'm doing mine that's standing next to me? Mm-hmm. That's that's kind of trash talk. I, I saw be. the worst trash talk I've ever seen in a – it was a four-by-two. Um, I was probably in, like, elementary school, but um, me and my dad were some <laughs> track meet. To watch it, my dad was a track guy, so he likes watching track meets. And we, oh, he was really disappointed when you stopped. <laughs> yeah, him. He was, he was. But there's this four by two where this team had had a huge lead, but everybody knew the team in second had had a killer fourth leg. And this guy 
gets it, and he takes off. And about 50 yards in, you're like, oh, my gosh, he's going to catch this dude. <laughs> and he starts screaming. I'm oh coming. no! I'm coming, and he chases the guy down, passes him, wins the race, and then gets disqualified for. Oh, oh, no! no. Wait, will oh, you get disqualified no. for that for real? Mm-hmm. Yes, top, your our meet official is vigorously it was, nodding. It was his head. entertaining, but That's his awesome, team was though. furious. Mm, I bet they were. Yeah, yeah, they went the gold medal. Mm-hmm. Can't do that. Yep. Well, I learned something yesterday. Hey, I can tell you. Who would have disqualified that kid? Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's the you man sitting that. behind you. <laughs> so what's We can talk about those. Yeah. Excuse me. So do you want so him to say, guess what our record is, or what is their no, time I just kinda, to I just kind of wanted to know um, what his favorite relays were. We've had some really good relays over the years. I, I'll, I'll throw this out there. This is, the, this is uh, spring of 22. So 20 years ago would have been spring of, of 2002. And uh, – uh, DeBrian Blanton was running at the mm-hmm. time. I mean, you know, most track people around Forney have heard of DeBrian. Of course, he yes. uh, was the fastest kid in the nation at one point when he was at Forney High School. Um, he holds the, the uh, Forney High School record in the 100-meter dash at 10.26. That was set in 2002. Um, he holds the Forney High record in the 200-meter as well at 20.37. He ran that as a junior in 2001. Um, and there were a number of, of meet records in that 2001 and 2002 period. Is mm-hmm. probably overall the best track men's track team that, that Forney yeah. has ever had. Um, you know, When is that guy going to come on the podcast? Yeah, we need to get <laughs> Somebody to, out there at Forney America get mm-hmm. Brian Blanton on our podcast. Extremely well-known football and track. He was athlete. like a celebrity. Mm-hmm. I was – because – in 2002, I was in second grade, and we literally talked about DeBrian like he was a professional athlete. Like, he was the coolest dude. I remember I went to the high school one day, and I saw him sitting in class, and we were like, oh, my God, it's DeBrian. It's DeBrian. We were, yeah. like, freaking out. Like, we wanted his autograph. Yeah. Probably should have yeah. yeah. it was really cool. That was small-town 40 days. That was a little different. Yeah. The uh, sprint relay, 41-10. That's, that's pretty fast sprint relay. Yeah. 129 uh, for the – Four by two. Have those so. have those times changed a lot recently? How would that track? How would that relay team be doing right now? Uh, that's a good question. I would say our four by two. We have a very strong chance of beating it because really? our time is like a one thirty something. So it's like we're probably You're really close. Yes. Yeah, that's good. So mm-hmm. Forney's that tells you. Yeah, Forney's right there knocking on the door. Yes. You know about what's your four by one? Our four by one time. I'm not a hundred percent sure. Gotcha. We'll find out tomorrow, won't we? Yeah. <laughs> yeah we will. <laughs> we got the girl side, too, here, Riley. Oh, what, what's, uh, Tell me this, and you might have seen this. I think I think this is up in the hallway, probably, at Forney High. Yes, it's right you... beside the locker room. Okay. So, you guys, Coach Cook keeps that. Oh, yeah. She the... keeps it right up on there. Make sure everybody sees it. That's good. It's, it's cool. That is good. Gives you something to shoot for. Well, um, you know, on the girl side, too, there have been state champions. Mm-hmm. Uh Forney as a team at the state meet in Austin has come in second multiple times um, as one of those deals where, you know, up until softball won the, the state championship mm-hmm. uh, a few years ago, Forney had come in second in almost every sport. Probably had more second place finishes <laughs> in the state than anybody uh, across the spectrum of sports. Um, and then finally got that, that mm-hmm. gold medal in softball. So, but. Riley, what's your best shot at breaking one of these? 
Um, in all honesty, it would probably be either like long or triple jump. Okay. Yeah. Let's see. Let's look at that. Triple. Jordan Wilson with 39.10. My best is 38.10. That's pretty okay. good. 38.10 yeah. is good. In mm -hmm. fact, 38.10 would win, potentially would win the state meet in some mm -hmm. years. I mean, you're, you know, yeah. you're talking about, I, I was having a conversation with Sandy yesterday because I was thinking about Tamika Thomas, who I think she jumped in like maybe 04. She won state. Uh, and I, th I think she won state with about, with about that. Yeah. Well, that, that record's thirty-eight. That record's been sitting there since what? Oh nine. Is that what that says? Yeah, that's oh nine. Yeah. So, but uh, that's a good one. So you're in the neighborhood on that. That's pretty I good. I am. Hopefully, yeah. I'll yeah. be knocking down some doors soon. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. No doubt. What's our long jump record? Let's see. Long jump. Kiana Hahn at nineteen four and a quarter. That was a silver medal at state meet in fourteen. Yeah, I. She was two years younger than me. I remember hearing her name a lot. Yeah, she was good at a lot of for things. sure. Very yeah, and very enjoyable to run to me. To me, watching Kiana in the hurdles, yeah. it's been one of the most fun things I've ever seen at the state track meet. To watch her run hurdles, it's hurdles a, are a different animal. Yeah, and she was quite a beast. Mm -hmm. Really, really enjoyable. To so watch nineteen her four and a quarter. Oh yeah. Mm hmm. My best is only like 17.1, okay. so I'm a little far from that. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's good. a good number, though. That I mean, 19.4 and a quarter is a, that's pretty like, impressive. That's, that's yeah. like Olympics now. Yeah, that's all. Yeah. Good stuff. So we could go through all of them, but the truth yeah. is, um, the point I'm trying to make is Forney has had a tradition of excellent track and field, and that tradition continues today with student-athletes like Riley and Jaquel, they are out there getting it done. They're going to get it done tomorrow at the 135A district track meet. Um, hopefully then they will continue on to get it done at the area track meet and, mm -hmm. and going from there. We know area turns into regional, regional turns into state. So um, best of luck to you guys. Thank We're you. Looking forward to seeing you tomorrow again. Yes. Is there a place where people can see these records online? Anything? Well, Addison, that's a really good question. I put you on the spot. You did put me I on the spot. I just know if I was listening to this, I would be interested to see. Yeah. Do you want me to tell you? Oh, yeah. Oh, yes. I know one. Yeah. Okay, there's a couple. You can go to milesplit or athletic.net. Okay. Like you said, we could just turn this over to them. <laughs> just give them their own podcast. <laughs> yeah. I know they're on the board at Forney High in the boys' hallway and the girls' hallway if you go into the Forney High Athletic Complex. And... uh Maybe we can twist our track coaches' arms to post them on our website. Yeah. I think it would be a good time of year to do that for everybody to see those all-time records. Pretty fun. Mm -hmm. Well, regardless of whether or not you break these records, y'all did appear on the 126 before any of these Oh yeah. Yes. So congratulations <laughs> on that. Thank you. And, uh, yeah, good luck. We'll be rooting for you. Thank, Thank you, you so, so much. much. Good luck, guys. With that said, do not get yourself disqualified. We're going to bring <laughs> yes. on the king of disqualifications next. Yes. So, Coach Makins, come on over here and join us for this next segment with our, our expert. Um, we're going to talk. Coach Makins has been on the show a couple of times. He has. And, uh, you know, uh, some, some would consider him an expert in a number of things. Uh -huh. But one thing we know for certain that Tommy is an expert in is track and field and starting track and field meets. And I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to ask him in just a second when he gets up here to give his, uh, meet schedule mm -hmm. just in like a snapshot of the last week or two. Yeah. Uh, Tommy is 
booked all the time. He's he's called or started some meets for us, and um, but the truth is, uh, he's all over the place. Mm-hmm. He's he's NCAA. He's uh, doing physically and UIL all over the place. He's <laughs> all over the place. Welcome to the podcast again, Tommy Mankins. It's a pleasure to be here. Thank you very much. Hey. I have to right. say, I was very excited to hear that Coach Mangan's going to be on the show because um, I'm going to let you get into your to your your track schedule. But I actually used uh, Coach Mankin's ism oh. yesterday in my first ever um, soccer practice. Or actually, no, it was it was it was last week at our tryouts. <laughs> was I told the kids what the difference between pain and injury was? There you go. I thought you might have been say you were going to say the sun is shining, the birds are singing. It's a great day to be a Jackson Jaguar. Yeah, no, I didn't use that. That would one. have been a Tommy Mankin. We had a kid fall down. He landed on the ball kind of awkwardly. It kind of looked like it hurt, and he got up. I was like, everything working? It's all right. And I told him the difference between pain and injury is pain is it hurts and it still works. Injury is it hurts and it doesn't work. <laughs> so it blew his mind. From, from all I could see, it was working, right? So he's, he wasn't injured. Then I get an email like two days later. <laughs> the kid ha- has a hairline fracture in his oh. arm. So oh. <laughs> he is wearing like an arm brace now. Oh, so he was injured, but we couldn't tell because that doesn't affect – the way your arm works, it no. just hurts and could affect if you keep going. So, good thing is he did not get injured any further. He's okay. He's good. just working out with his feet, not his hands right uh, now. First off, I'm really glad to hear that. Yeah, he's fine. <laughs> he's fine. Uh, secondly, I need to introduce you to a young man named Colby, who yes. is our yes. junior high uh, athletic trainer. And he can be of great he assistance was, to you. He was over there one day for yeah. us. But he's stretched kind of thin, especially whenever we had tryouts happening at all three campuses at the same time. So he was there one of our days, but he wasn't there that day. Colby bounces around. He is a busy, busy young man. Speaking of bouncing around, so what have you been up to, Coach Makins? A little bit of track every now and then. Yeah. How's your last week looked? Well, the last two weeks. uh, Two weeks ago, I had four track meets in five days. Uh, Last week, I had three track meets including a district championship. And this week, I'll have three track meets in four days. Wow. So we've talked to you before about how long you've been doing this. You've been doing it for a long time. My question is, how long are you going to do this? How long can Coach Mangans keep up three, four track meets a week? I don't know, truthfully. I know one thing. It does keep me young. I mean, they they make you think. I'm outside uh, an average track meet when I'm the starter, I'll get anywhere from 10 to 12 miles of walking in. Uh, When I'm the meet referee, it's usually about six. Mm -hmm. I know one specific day I had a, while I was still the golf coach at North Forney, I had a golf tournament that morning, and then then I had a middle school track meet that afternoon. That day I put in 18 miles. Dang. Wow. Running circles around me. Yeah. Yeah. He's... He's a busy man. And he's mm-hmm. speed walking the entire oh, yes. time. They, oh, you know that. My wife fusses at me because when we go somewhere and we're walking, she tells me to slow down. Yeah. And, Tommy, you're right, Addison. You mentioned this. He's been doing this a minute. Yeah. Um, I know they put the uh, the coaches over at North Forney at one time put the uh, university or college that they attended out on the uh, door of their coach's office. And there was a sheet that said, Tommy Mankins, the University of the Garden of Eden. (laughs) 
I think it's still up over there. It's probably still up, and I signed it. You're kind of a legend <laughs> legend over there. I don't and, know uh, if it's a legend or just infamous. Tommy's coached at both of our high schools. He's co- mm-hmm. He's been middle school coordinator for us years ago. He's uh, um, He's been everything from an athletic director, head football coach, to – um, as he is now NCAA, start, starting into mm-hmm. NCAA track meets. So he's got a depth of experience. You, you were the final Forney Middle School mm. athletic coordinator, correct? Yes. Because after that we switched? Yes. Yep. yep. Whenever I see him, I, I always want, I think Dr. Mankins. I don't know why. <laughs> I don't call him that. I but think I you've think put it. in enough time. You have a, a doctorate in, you know, starting track meets. Yeah. She picked that up. I think she picked that up in the office. Probably. I probably did, knowing her. Yeah. Well, I just know this. It, I, I asked Neil yesterday, is Tommy starting this right? Because I, I expect for him to be the starter at every mm-hmm. track yeah. meet that we're at. Because there's none like it, no other. Yeah. Well, I'll give Tommy a rare compliment, not because he does. He only rarely deserves it, but because I rarely pass them out. I, I'm not a – I'm not – I probably should give more. Sorry, Addison. Sometimes, you know – it's more okay. fun to be, to poke fun at you. Sorry. Um, he's oh, heck. Is he, is he, is You're he, is a pretty good executive producer, too. <laughs> <laughs> Tommy, I will say this about Tommy. Here's the deal. We want Tommy starting our meets when we can get Tommy to start our meets because when he is the starter, the meet runs well. It run, it's efficient. It's by the rules. It's, um, it's run the way a track meet is supposed to run. And everybody doesn't do it that way, do they, Tommy? No, not at all. Sometimes it's slipped. And you can go to schools where it, it's not efficient and it's not run right and, and they don't have a good plan in place. Um, but I always know if Tommy's starting one of our meets, it's going to be a well-run track meet. And that is important. It's important for that pacing. It's important for coaches. It's important for kids. It's important for the integrity of the sport. We're very fortunate at Forney because – both high schools have very qualified track coaches on both the men's and women's side. And when we did the district championship for the middle schools, you looked out there and you saw all four coaches doing something. I mean, they were heating, they were moving hurdles, they were getting them to the starting line. And one thing that helps the starters greatly, uh, Coach, Coach Velasquez was instructing the runners on what to do. He had picked up on our instructions to the runners prior to a meet and he was instructing them so all we had to do was when they walked out there we said set your blocks stand behind them and then called them to their marks and that makes a big difference we don't have that in every meet that we do mm-hmm. we do when we do college meets because they instruct them they get them out there but most of the time we have to instruct walk them out there we didn't have to do that in Forney and it's one of the few places around especially when it comes to middle school meets that does it right and teaches the kids the right things to do. That's neat to hear. Well, yeah, I mean, they, it's if, the details. Yeah. Well, we if they don't teach them, we know what's going to happen. <laughs> yeah. DQ. And you're not talking about Dairy Queen, are you? <laughs> no. <laughs> but that is uh, what I like about Texas and track meets, and specifically Tommy as the starter, because there's no nonsense. I can't put up with it. I mean, we have a code of conduct. <laughs> that we have to go by yeah, and how they participate. Give you an example. Uh, what I was hoping ago, for. Years ago <laughs> at uh, San Angelo, that's the second largest track meet in Texas, except to uh, the Texas Relays. 
and we were out there running against them one time against the Russian junior national team, and the next time all the top teams in Texas were there. And uh, they accused some kids of uh, what they, what we call showboating. A kid was trying to run by another kid in a relay race, turned and looked at him, just gave him a stare down, and then crossed the finish line. Well, the officials DQ'd them because that's unsportsmanlike conduct. I mean, they're very specific about what you do. Even when they get into the blocks, if everybody is in the blocks and you're still working your way into them, we're told to stand them up. And in college, we give them a yellow card, which is a warning. If they get a second violation, they get a red card, they're out just for not getting in the blocks on time and making it a hard for their opponents to run the race. Interesting. Uh, I was, Coach O and I were in the press box at the Metro Meet of Champions, which I've, I've said this before. I think it's one of the neatest junior high meets in the state of Texas. I, you'd be lucky to find a junior high meet that's any cooler. 20 schools represented, top four from each of two zones of 10 come together kind of like an area track meet. And there's some really, really fast, uh, top quality competition in that meet. Tommy's starting the meet. And we're, we're up in the press box. I'm announcing, and Coach O's keeping up with the results for me. And, I, doggone it, I look down there, and I, well, I see that telltale thing of a kid is on the home stretch finishing a race, and one of the student's teammates had come over and was running down, you know, you've seen this, running in the mm -hmm. infield, but running down the, the home stretch with them. And I said, Coach O, watch this. I, I know what's fixing to happen. What happened, Coach O? Oh, I, I looked down and I saw a, a, a hand going <laughs> and a finger, and Neil said, "He's gone. He's on him. He's on him." <laughs> Here goes Tommy. It's called pacing. Okay, that's a rule, isn't that's it? That's a rule. Yeah, that's a rule. And y'all don't realize this, but uh, every four years, when we have the Olympics, all USA track and field officials have to be recertified. We have to take a written test. Uh, at certain levels, it's just multiple choice, true and false, fill in the blank. Uh, at the uh, master and national level, you have to answer written questions and submit those. And you have to cite the rule and, you know, why you're doing it. One of the interesting things, I have a question on there. You're starting the 1500, which is the metric mile, and uh, 100 meters down the track, a track official steps onto the track, causes a pileup. What do you do? As a starter, we start the race, we turn and walk away. That's not our decision. That's the umpire's decision. Where in college meets, you have umpires every 10 to 15 meters apart throughout the track that makes the rulings, and then they will go to the head umpire, and they will make the disqualifications. The only thing that the starters have to do in college is monitor the start line and keep the pace of the meet on schedule. So <clears throat> I hate to dwell on disqualifications, but it's almost, it's kind of like the, uh, you know, you watch the car race, and when the wreck happens, right. it's kind of that moment yeah. that... You, you just can't, can't miss. Turn away. You can't turn away. Uh, give us a couple of examples of maybe more memorable disqualifications that you've been involved in. Well, Do I'm not Dr. Mankins. I'm not going to mention the <laughs> world class athlete that yeah. this involves, but uh, we were at Texas A&M mm -hmm. and we had several universities running, and it was an indoor meet. And normally, as per tradition, with our starter group to get the nervousness nervousness out of the 
newer starters, we put them on the box first to start a meet. And then we put the two most experienced on the sides and then the next one is watching the blocks. And we have this experience with this university, this young man. It's first race, first race out of COVID. And uh, he's moving in the blocks. He's not getting set, he's being still, he's keep moving. So we stand him up and since it's the first meet, normally we would give him a yellow card, which is a warning to him and the field to get set and get still. We gave him a green card and I just talked to the young man and said, hey, look, dude, you gotta be still, you gotta get set or we can start the race. We can't start it till you are still. So, yes, sir. So we go back and uh, do the only marks set and he false starts. So we have to go out there. Again, we have our, what I call our secret service radios. We got the earpiece because it's COVID. We can't, they don't want us to come together. So we have to use our walkie talkies. And, you know, I say, I got lane five, uh, false start. The starter on the inside, which is, she started uh, Olympic trials, uh, NCAA championships. She says, I got five also. So the one woman, lady on the, on the box says, lane five disqualified, false start. And I have to go out there in front of God and everybody. I have to hold a big red card up that everybody sees that they're disqualified. Well, this young gentleman wasn't really pleased. He wants to know all our names as our head uh, starter is walking him away. And, you know, we don't think anything about it. We go back, we start the race, we go to the next one, we come back to do the hurdles. And his coach is none too pleased. And his coach is a world-renowned track, multiple gold medals. <laughs> and uh, he is just really getting after our head starter. And as everybody does that fusses at a starter, we say, thank you for your input. We'll take it into consideration. Thank you. And we walk away, non-confrontational. Well, we get back, we finish the meet, nothing else. I mean, the kid, I started the kid in the 200 and he was rock solid with the start. So Sunday, I get a text, uh, check Twitter, we're on Twitter. So I read it, ooh. Then about 10 minutes later, I get another text. Check Facebook. Ooh. So the four starters plus our head starter, we have a two-hour telephone conference about what we did, supposedly, how we're going to handle it in the future, and what we're going to do. Well, that's it. Well, two weeks later, I'm back down at A&M. That same team is there. The kid's in the, uh, in the same hurdle race. Great start. He falls on a third hurdle, so he's out of it. So before that, we had talked to the meet referees because at each NCAA meet, you have a running referee for the men and the women. He came up to us and said, hey, I need to talk to y'all. Well, what's up? Y'all were on ESPN. What? Well, that university had released the film footage of the track meet and that certain track star was really giving us heck. And I, I said, well, what do we do now? Because he's got the whole crew there. He said, well, we're going to visit with him. And there's two or three things that can happen. You know, he can get a verbal warning. He can get a, a money fine or he can be suspended because he con uh, was commenting and being disrespectful to NCAA officials. So needless to say, uh, they were at that meet and he was really nice to us that meet. He didn't say anything. In fact, he didn't talk to us at all. 
Well, what's the moral of the story here, Coach O? Be still. <laughs> That's a good exactly. one. That's exactly. a good one. I mean, uh, I would say it doesn't also, really matter. Yeah, who you are. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Rules. Rules are rules, yeah. and we try. We really try to teach our coaches and our kids this. The official is always right. Mm-hmm. The official is going to be in charge of that event, and doesn't matter how you question or how many times you question. That's not going to change. I've never seen an official get their mind changed by a player. I've watched a lot of sporting events. I've never seen them make a call. No, not on a call. And then the player go talk to him, and they go, you know what, you're right. And I've never seen it happen. Right, and it usually doesn't make it better. Now, right. a track, track, as we said before, is very finite. Right. Yes. The very next meet, he either starts or he doesn't start. Yeah. But we've heard officials on this podcast on, in an interview say, hey, we're human. And if you're – because some sports are very subjective from a, right. an official right. officiating standpoint. And if you're wearing us out, hey, I mean, at some point, it's going to affect us I remember it. in yeah. a negative way. That's mm-hmm. You bring that up, it's really funny. In track, like I said, we consult each other before we make a call, you know, and it's the final call of the person on the box to make the call. We put our input in, and then we go from there. And a lot of times, instead of a false start, somebody will say, great example, I'm at Baylor, and I can use these names. I'm at Baylor. It's my first time to shoot a Baylor mate. I'm the rookie. Got experienced on the box. Our mentor is up in the stands, and we got two people on top and bottom. We're starting the men's 400. Jeremy Warner, the Olympic champion, is in the race. You know, he's a professional. And everybody gives me the signal. I give the box the signal to start. They shoot the gun, and then almost immediately, there's a second gun. I go, oh, Lord, what happened? So that was before our Secret Service radio. So. The two outside officials come to me because I'm in the middle and I got to convey it. Uh, we got Jeremy Warner with a rolling start. I, my first question was, are you sure? <laughs> Second statement I make to him, and I'm the rookie, I say, folks, this is an invitational. That is Jeremy Warner, a Baylor graduate. Could something in the crowd or in the area of around us have caused him to have a false start. And the lady up on top goes, there was a loud clanging noise at the pole vault. There it is. I go to the box, I said, we had a loud noise at the pole vault. My recommendation is we warn the field and ask the pole vault area to be quiet. That's what we did. That was good for a rookie. Yeah, it was. I mean, and as Jeremy Warner wins the race, which he was, he walks by us because we're all standing there getting ready to start the next race. He goes, thank you, and he keeps on walking. Discretion. Mm-hmm. The soul of starting. Yes, yes. So have you ever had a situation where you went to fire the gun and it didn't fire? Ever meet? Yeah. Ever meet? So I mean. Do you have two guns? Oh, I have three. Like, I'm getting ready to, but no, I don't. They won't let us wear them on each side. No, we have to keep you can't them. Just cl- say. No, we have to keep them <laughs> close by. But I have three, and I'm probably going to buy a fourth one. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Speaking of that, have you gotten your gun no. for the district? No. I was hoping you would have. No, I, I ordered a starter pistol. The, the, the starter pistol we had for Forney ISD broke some time back, and it's just, you know, th- these things happen. I've ordered another one, and no, it has not come in yet. 
I was hoping. I was all right. So speaking of Forney ISD track, Tommy, um, you on you saw a lot of track at Forney. I saw you shaking your head when I'm talking about some of these meet records that we've got, and um, we've had some great track teams here before. Let's let's talk to before we wrap up with you. Let's talk mm-hmm. about a couple of things that really are high point memories from you. And I'm going to bring one up, and then you go from there. I did not get to see this meet, but at the regional track meet, DeBrian Blanton, we mentioned him before. Yes. Uh, in a 100-meter dash, had had a, still the stories told among track coaches yep. fairly often. Did Were you at that meet? Did you see that event? Yes. Uh, you know, I was coaching in Crandall at that time, and Kevin and I were up in the stands, and that that was a very interesting meet. Uh, DeBrian's in the 100 meters, okay? They only had a starter and one, one other starter. Now, all the regionals I work either have three or four. And DeBrian was in the 100, and uh, – he called him the blocks on your mark, set, bang, and brought DeBrian's block pedals where you put your feet, flew up in the air. He did a full push-up, got up, and still ran the race and won it. Yeah, but no. there was no recall. But there was no recall. And right. Kevin and I were both going nuts. I'm sure. And Kevin goes down there, and I go down there with him to keep him from going completely crazy. And... Our first question was to the starter, because we had the credentials to be done. Why wasn't there a recall? And the starter goes, well, if he hadn't won it, uh, we'd have run, run this again. Oh, boy. And, and that's a, oh. That's a no-go. That's a, oh, heck no. Yeah. However, the, he it did. It made for an incredible story. And so what it, that was the official regional. Track me. That, was was me. that was the finals to but, go to Austin. And that race stood. Yes. Right, nothing changed. And then he won it. Yeah. He, he fell down, Addison, yeah. oh, coming I'm, out of the blocks. I've and, heard the story. And, and got up in his up. lane yeah. and passed everyone. It's incredible. And in a 100-meter dash, I caught, mean, in a regional. It's caught not him like, at the 70-meter mark. God, I wish yeah. that was on video. I mean, yeah. it's not like he was running. It's. I mean, it's not even like he was running one of our local meets. Like he was <laughs> right. running a regional, and yeah. it's not like he was running a 200 or a 400. Yes. He's running 100. So by the time he got up, they're, they're how they're far at the ahead of him? They're at the tw- yeah, they're 20 yards Crazy. ahead of him. And he, it only took him 50 him. yards to pass them. <laughs> yes. So he didn't just win it. He won it fairly comfortably and after falling down. Just I mean, that that is one of those examples that I've – and I've told that story to students and, and players and stuff to show them, hey, this this is the difference between people who make it professionally and people who don't. Like if you go find any professional athlete – most of them have those kind of stories from their high school years. Like these, these legends, I mean, Bo Jackson is like the perfect example that he has all these incredible stories that he was, you know, dunking sticks whenever he was in fifth grade or something Mm -hmm. like that. Like there's all these crazy stories around these people. And it's cool that Forney has, has had, has some of those stories. We have a few actually. One that was similar to that. I had happened to me. We were at the regional track meet. It was six. I, I was at North Garland. We were on schedule with our mile relay team to run a 310-312, which is moving, because I had some I had some athletes. Our great hurdler got the stick knocked out of his hand, went back and picked it up. Well, he was normally a 46.547 flat, 400 meter. He ran a 50 flat going back to pick up the stick. Okay. We give it to our slow leg, which was a 48-49. He runs his 48-49. By the time our great quarter miler gets the stick, we're in eighth place. We're Mm -hmm. dead last. Milton gets the stick, who, by the way, he's the middle distance coach at A&M, coach of a thing move. 
and uh, we come out of the first curve, and we're third. He's made up five places, and it's the race is on. When we get to the finish, he is one step from getting us to finish second and getting the relay team to Austin. We ran a 318-2, dropping the stick. And we lost the state championship. We're one of the few teams that can claim, can, can claim that we finished second in district, second in regional, and second in state. We finished second in Austin, at Austin, and uh, that was with three kids. Wow. Yeah, that's there. I mean, I love I love basketball. I love football. There's nothing like watching a basketball player who takes over a game. There is, but it's still different than the feeling of seeing somebody almost single handedly win yeah. a race, or yeah. or especially when it's a relay. You know, they come in and it's just like, oh my gosh, like they are so much faster than everybody out there. And that, like I saw the video, I'm sure y'all have seen it, that went crazy on YouTube was Matthew Bowling from. Down, he's straight Jesuit. Yeah, yeah, from straight Jesuit, who's running at Georgia now. I mean, in one of those things, he was way behind, but everybody in the stadium knew. Like, if he gets, if he gets the stick, we got a shot. It doesn't really the, matter where we're at; we got a shot, and he won it. it I've incredible. had the good fortune of starting Matthew in several races yeah. in the two hundred, in the sixty this past year in the SEC indoors. He and a young man from Florida tied to the one one thousandth of a second in the 60-meter dash, and it came down to the fact that Matthew had lifted more weights than the kid from Florida and won on a photo. You can't go any fo- wow. closer than one one thousandths <laughs> in track. That's incredible. Cool. Yeah. I mean, one one thousandth of a second. Track I mean, is track is a it's a fun sport to watch. It mm-hmm. really is. And there's a lot of downtime in between, but the, yeah. high, the high points yeah. are really, really high. Those... Uh, those home stretches, yeah. those just those sprint races, even the distance races when it gets down to the yeah. end, it's it's really fun to watch. One mm-hmm. of the facts, and then I'll shut up. Track is a great sport for every sport that we have because every sport we have is a ground-based activity. Even swimming, mm-hmm. you say ground-based, yeah, you have to use your hips when you kick. So track is something that complements and helps every other sport that we have great point multi-sport athletes um i mean we've we've talked about that a lot i heard a thing from nick saban he said if i'm looking at two kids and their tape looks about the same they're about the same size he said if one of them's played multiple sports the other one hasn't he said i'm definitely going with the multi-sport kid our master's champion mm-hmm. uh scotty scheffler highland park kid point guard on the highland park basketball team yeah great golfer i got to mm-hmm. witness him in high school yeah good to sneak well, that's a great point to end on. With one exception, we need to make a shout-out to another multi-sport athlete that's uh, world-class, and that is Carrington Jones, Amen. Oh, who yeah. is a two-time Team USA member mm-hmm. in the sport of volleyball. Yep, yep, yep. So she'll be traveling in June and uh, training with the women's national team. So we're pretty excited for her. Heck, yeah. That's awesome. Good stuff. So, um you know, a lot of, of world-class athleticism represented at the table. Maybe you and I are exceptions to that, Addison, but at least on the other end of the yeah. table, there's some world, right. world-class stuff We're good at on. watching them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, this was fun. The track of Palooza. Uh, fans go out and check out the 13-5A district meet mm-hmm. varsity finals 
which is tomorrow. That would be Wednesday, April the 13th at Hanby Stadium in Mesquite. Mm -hmm. It starts in the afternoon. It'll take place all evening. There'll be some really fun events. You get to see your Falcons and your Jackrabbits get after it. We may need a um, a middle school soccer a palooza soon. Oh, we need I to have a middle that. school soccer episode we on do. the podcast. We need to have one. I'm going to request that okay. on air so people hear it and back me up. Be interesting. We haven't had any, no. many, if any, junior high kids on here. No, we haven't. Yeah. Maybe an upcoming episode. Yeah, mm-hmm. we'll debut some junior high action. Sneak peek. Yeah, there you go. Well, that's all the time we have. Thank you all so much for joining us. Thank we you, Dr. Mankins. Appreciate it. Thanks yes, for having me. We'll talk to you all next week.